Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a kook or a beginner? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to be a kook, stick around and learn a few things with Coach Evan and I. Because if you don't know by now, us surfers love to spot a kook. But don't stress it, because we've all kooked it at some point. But the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So grab your foamy and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Evan. And we started the surf coaching and education program, the Surf Continuum. Welcome to another episode of KookCast Surf Education. Today we're going to be talking about um, maintenance, basically. Caring for your gear. Um, there's really only two categories there your wetsuit and your surfboard. So, uh, Coach Ev, why don't you kick it off with talking about your surfboard and uh, keeping your eye out for dings? Well, I mean, it's it's important and it's it's pretty difficult, you know, because boards are, are pretty delicate, you know, and just like be really conscious of every time you put your board down and every time you bonk it up against something or when you're putting it in a car, uh, it's just it's just so easy to to knock it somewhere and make this tiny little ding that ends up being an issue. So it's it's more about I think preventative preventative care for your board, um, and then just realizing when when you do ding it that it's you know that you got to be pretty quick to get it out of the water and figure out a way to uh, dry it out before you fix it. And going right into you know the the few ways that you do fix a board, I mean we'll just we'll just squash this one and let you guys know that that duct tape is really never the answer. Uh, it looks terrible. It doesn't keep water out, and half the time it'll just like it'll just rip off and end up floating in the water, and that's the last thing you want. So um, cut. Don't even stop buying duct tape to fix your boards and and go to the surf shop and get a you know get a little quick fix ding repair situation kit together to where you know if if need be you can you can seal up your board best you can before you go out if it's one of those days where you get to the beach and you're waxing up and all of a sudden you feel this little this little chip out of the nose that you know is going to soak up water, then take the 15 minutes that it's going to take to give it a light sanding, um, have your little piece of clear backing and put a little goop on there and, and kind of mold it in and, and then it'll kick within five minutes if it's sunny and you can just rough it up and make sure there's no sharp corners and get, get right out there and, and not have to worry about your board soaking up a bunch of water. Yeah. Long story short, you know, be vigilant with your board. Take care of that thing. It's your ship. You don't want any water inside. Um, you know, and uh, basically, like you said, no duct tape, no wax. Uh, I guess what's the best temporary uh, stuff they sell? I, I, they do have like a ding repair tape, not duct tape, but ding repair tape, right? Yeah, I've I've actually never used it, so I can't say firsthand how well it works. I have like removed them off boards that I've been doing ding repair, and they're pretty bulletproof. They're the adhe the adhesive on there is like really strong, so once they go on, they're really hard to get off. 
Um, but yeah, that's that, and you know, certain stickers work pretty good if it's on like the the flat bottom part of your board. Uh, if you really clean the area and kind of like rough it up with some fine grit sandpaper, say like I don't know, two twenty or something, and really make sure that there's there's some rough surface for the adhesion to stick to then that's a that's an all right option but it's really it's totally temporary maybe just for one session um you don't want to use something that's too good because then you're thinking that it's it's fine and you can leave it on there and um you you just really want to seal up your board before you get it in the water so yep yes take the time so do it proper and uh and just take the time um, and if, if it's out of your league, you know, just find, find your local ding repair guy or gal. And, um, you know, that's why it's nice to have a couple boards in the quiver because there's almost always one that has a ding that it shouldn't be surfed. Uh, so it's nice to have a backup. Yeah, it, it really is. It's so huge because that is the ultimate demise of a surfboard is to have a ding that goes unattended to um, and just slowly but surely it, it soaks in water and, and you'll, st- and it's like, you don't even notice it until it gets really bad. You know, it's like you suddenly right. look at your board and there's this big yellow stain and you're like, Oh man, I thought I yeah. was getting away with it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, fix those dings peeps. Uh, moving on. Let's talk about your leash. All right. Leash. There's actually a way to care for your leash. One of my pet peeves right. is, uh, is having it wrapped around the tail of your board. Um, you know, the, the leash kind of gains a memory when you keep doing that. And that's why you're always complaining in the lineup when it's coiling up your leg like a snake. Right. Yeah, I, I always take notice. I, or just this last summer, I took notice how well you kind of like store your leashes and make sure that they're not wrapped up tight. And so I started doing that and like hanging them from somewhere in the garage so that they're basically completely stretched out. Or if you don't have that space, then you could you could double it over once, but still, you know, you're trying to trying to keep the kinks out of the leash so that it's not coiling up your leg and getting underneath your foot and and being a huge bummer. Uh, you had a you had a good tip that you that you learned from from brother Corey. So lay that on. Yeah, us. yeah. That one again. So this is <laughs> this is round two of this episode. We just recorded this whole episode and then lost it. So we're re-recording, <laughs> but a good one we mentioned last last uh last well take one of this episode was that how our good friend Corey, every time he gets a new leash he um he basically like has this process where he stretches it out um because okay so thinking about how you buy like how you get a brand new leash is that it's like this tightly coiled um like oval that they wrap in the middle and who knows how long it's been like that i mean long enough to have a memory because as soon as you open it up it basically keeps that shape so what he would always do is like, you know, wrap the ankle part around some bar or something, some post somewhere, and then stretch out the other part that attaches to your board and only slightly, but stretching it a little bit, leave it like that for a couple of days, you know, attached at both ends, stretched out straight so that when you finally, you know, release it, it's nice and straight. And then from there on out, don't coil it. Even like not, I don't even like to do loose coils. I kind of like try to just let it do its thing, you know, somewhere in a place that it's not going to be in your way or I like your right. way, uh, you know, just hang it from something. But, uh, yeah, the coils, the coils stay if you keep coiling, especially if you do it the same way every time. Right. Let, let gravity help you out and keep that, 
that leash as you know as straight as possible so it's just staying behind you and dragging behind you and and hopefully staying out from underneath your feet best best as you can yeah totally and then one thing that i really like that you brought up that led us into another really good point was how um you know like keeping the leash at when you're not using it keeping it uh like velcro together you know like don't let the velcros just be apart but actually re-enclose them like you're attaching it to your ankle again because for one that's less less uh detrimental it's just it's going to pick up hairs and fuzzes and whatever and become less and less you know tacky or tenacious um but then what i really liked that this reminded us of was how when you leave your your velcro exposed it somehow always finds the inside of your wetsuit you know <laughs> i mean i don't know about everybody else but i keep my stuff in kind of the same area of my rig and so at somehow some way that leash always finds the inside of my wetsuit and i just absolutely hate when i have to rip the velcro off the inside of my suit and it just little by little starts pulling at the fibers and and destructing it and uh yeah it, it's true it's real it actually happens Right, it's just it's just a chink in the armor. All of a sudden, you know, like a little bit of water will start coming in that area, you know, sooner than it than it would have if it didn't get all torn up by that by that hardcore Velcro that comes on a leash. So yeah, totally. get them get them all strapped right back up, you know, on the on the leash cuff, and then also where it attaches to the board too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, like that's a good point. I didn't mention that again, but um, I always after after my sessions, if I'm wearing a leash, I always take the leash off my board. Don't wrap it up around the board. Put it in your rig somewhere with all the Velcro fastened and secured to itself. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, storage of boards. Uh, how to store them and uh, how not to store them. Uh, what do you have to say about that, Coach? Yeah, I mean just heat and sun really aren't great for a board and uh going back to like investing in your equipment if you're gonna buy a board make sure you buy a board bag too that like a, a good board bags maybe a hundred bucks maybe a little bit more for a long board bag but go with the one that has more padding you know and go with the one that has like that claims that it's uv resistant and that it has airflow and stuff worked into the bag because that's you know that's can be really dip really hard on boards is it's it's almost impossible to keep them out of the sun all the time and a lot of times it's summertime and it's hot um so a good board bag can really save save your boards from dings getting transported to and from the beach but then also keeping them cool while they're on the top of the board uh, on top of your rig and make sure that the board's in the board bag the right way um do do bottom side facing the reflective uv resistant material um because usually the the wax side is down towards the ground and it's not soaking up a bunch of sun and then you won't have that ish and try not to let them get too hot because that's when they melt and melt themselves into the board bag and then you got to be doing that song and dance in the in the parking lot with a, you know, your friend or some stranger um, getting your board out of the bag. Hey, can you do me a favor and hold my board bag while I pull the board out? Just full-on tug-of-war, 
right there. <laughs> hey, hey, Coach, do me a favor and check your recording and make sure we're not cooking it again. Oh, gosh. All right. I'm at 12, 12 minutes somewhere right All right, there. good, because if we lose this one again, I think I quit casting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, storage of your boards is, is, is basically the way you just prevent the dings. Um, and prevent DLAM and all those things that kill a surfboard. Uh, so find a good spot for it inside of your car if you can, but don't leave it in your car if you don't have to, uh, baking in the sun. And uh, yeah, and that'll, that'll help prolong the life of your board. Yeah, even, even like at home, at home storage, like find a really good, safe, secure spot out of the sun, preferably out of the rain. Um, you know, and, and really solid. So say the wind, if the, you know, if the wind comes up, you don't come home and your boards are strewn all across the lawn. And that's like just a really easy way to, you know, think that your board's fine and then go surfing. And then you find that your, your fin box is fully blasted from the board falling over in the, <laughs> in, in the, in the wind or something like that. So <laughs> yeah, ask us how we know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so moving on to the last point we have in the board category. Uh, so Lubna, who, who wrote in and requested us to talk about these things, had put on her list of items uh, wax. And actually, you know, at first I was like, wax, I mean, come on, you, you put it on your board. You read the label if it's cold or warm or tropical. You use the appropriate temperature for the water you're surfing in, and that's that. But then I thought about it, and I was like, actually, she's right. This is a little bit more in-depth. Uh, than most people get it, give it credit for. And, and I learned this from you, Coach, because when we would trade boards, I would suddenly become very aware how my wax job sucked and yours were epic. Um, how do you do that? Uh, it's, it's the secret of the base coat right there. I mean, it, it's sold at all. Where all wax is sold, there's base coat right next to it. And I don't know, I don't know where it got lost on people, but it's it's super important like that 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 gives you the foundation for a good a good wax job so make sure that you're you're buying and and sticking with the same like company if if i'm using sex wax base coat then i'm going to be using sex wax top coat and not like switching it up back and forth um i've noticed that like they don't really adhere to each other the same Hmm, Um, interesting but it's really about like making like say you're you're stripping your board make sure that you you strip your board properly you don't let it get super hot so that it's delim in the deck of your board uh you get rid of all that old wax residue wipe it down once with a a rag and then flip the cloth and you really want to get all that old crummy wax residue off so that your base coat can really adhere to the deck of a clean board and you know I used to do like crisscross patterns and all that stuff and I realized that really what's most important is for you to have like a solid amount of base coat all over the area of the board that that you need traction on so like on a long board even on a mid-length I use like a whole bar of base coat I might I might break it in half or cut it in half so it's a little bit easier to work with but just making sure you get base coat down on the whole entirety of of the deck of the board and and then maybe like with the second half of your your base coat is when you kind of lighten up your 
your grip on the wax and you're you're just kind of keep running it over and soft round circles and starts you'll start seeing bumps start to present themselves and then just keep going you know by the time you're done with a full bar base coat on a deck you should have some really solid some really solid bumps and then in order to maintain that and not have your wax job go to shit super quick just use like a nice light dusting of the top tacky top coat you know and and then therefore you have a, a wax job that's super grippy you got little bumps all over the place and it's something that could last i don't know it depends on how much you're surfing but like a month let's say hmm. well there you have it peeps it's it's all in the base coat you know use a full bar um lay it on there heavy and then only you need to dust the top coat uh or then you only need to dust the base coat with a little of your temperature specific wax um especially the cold wax so uh, one thing that i realized only just recently is that you actually want to be light with your top coat especially if it's cold because that cold wax is so soft it smears so easily so you right. really want to get your wax job done with the base and then just create a little bit of that cold water tackiness with your uh, your cold water wax. Uh, but that goes for all top coats, whether it's warm, tropical, whatever. Just You're, you're just doing a dusting with that stuff, and, and the majority of the wax on your board is base coat. Um, yeah, man, that's pretty funny because I'll, I'll, I'll never forget when we traded boards that one time and you had this beautiful, bumpy, sticky wax job and mine was all smeared and and patches of bareness and <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> it makes funny. a difference just this last just this last summer i traded boards with salty visions and he's like oh man the board's great but the wax job is tops <laughs> he's like he's like can i pay you to do a wax job like that i'm like no what i'll show you how to do it it's pretty it's pretty straightforward it's this stuff called base coat that nobody <laughs> thinks they need to use Right. It's so true. Even the other day I went surfing with a buddy and uh, he just started rubbing cold water wax. And I was like, oh, man, you don't use base coat as if I have been for my whole life. (laughs) And he was like, nah, man, why would I? (laughs) Good surfer, you know. It's so much. Yeah, it's it's like so much quicker just to go straight to the I mean, a good wax job takes a long time. You know, that's I think that's why people overlook it. You know, they get that fresh board and they run down to the beach and they want to get in the water so they don't take the time. I usually like to do it like the night before and get all like prepped and ready to go, make sure that the board's just right. Um, And that's like speaking of wax jobs and, and scraping your wax every once in a while when it gets really nasty and brown and and patches are are pushed off and that's a good time to really kind of do a once over on your board and see if there's any little dings that you don't know about you know on the Mm. deck of the board that's covered in wax or you know you just give the board a good once over and like big pet peeve of mine is having wax like on the rails of the board or on the bottom of the board like it's just I think it's kind of a mental thing it's like I just feel like my board's goes through the water nicer when there's no wax and it's like super clean on the bottom and the rails it's just sliding through the water nicely so just uh take my advice and and have a proper wax job on your board it it can make like a board feel like a new board yeah it really can it's like cleaning your car out or something you know or Yeah. (laughs) yeah it's it feels good uh, and things are like so largely mental, you know, so if you got a good feeling about your board, you're likely to have a good session too. Absolutely. 
Um, all right, well, that covers it for boards. Let's move on to talking about how we take care of our wetsuit gear. Uh, starting with uh, rinsing. Um, well, basically do it. <laughs> Rinse your wetsuit every single time, uh, especially that nowadays wetsuit technology is so high level. The suits are so soft and supple and flexible that um, they're also more delicate, you know, and you really got to take care of them. Um, and we'll talk about other ways that you take care of them. But right now, just rinse them every single session. When you're done, get out of the water and rinse it. And, and a little pro tip is um, if you, you know, if you bring some water with you down to the beach in like a, a Tide bottle, you know, a laundry detergent bottle or something, you know, not with maybe a dab of soap. I, I mean, I wouldn't do soap, but, you know, just like fill it up with water, a nice big bottle, wrap it in a towel. You'll be surprised how long it stays warm. And, and then you get the rinsing done right then and there and get a nice little bath for yourself too. <laughs> right. The, yeah. The goal is to get that salt water that's fully in, inundated the suit out because salt water just like you know like it dries and it, it gets like crystallizes and it kind of like it expands inside the suit inside the material and it helps break down it at you know it really aids in breaking down a suit if you're if you're leaving it unrinsed and then hanging it hanging it out to dry in the sun especially killer for suits uh, so really like give it a proper thorough rinse before you hang it up to dry Right. Yeah. And that's a good point. Basically, the sun is just not good for your surf gear. Yeah. Keep all your surf gear out of the sun. Keep it inside. And then uh, and then to let it dry, you know, don't hang it by the shoulders like you would your jacket or something on a hanger. But grab a hanger that has like that the pants hanger, the crossbar underneath and uh, and hang it at the waist halfway over, um, you know, through the hole of the hanger rather than at the shoulders. So you don't, you know, stretch it out or, or change the shape of the shoulders, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, okay, so speaking about like just taking care of your wetsuit and protecting it from uh, destructive liquids, uh, let's talk about peeing in your wetsuit, which uh, I think is a it's a big actually this could be a surfing misconception episode. Um, <laughs> peeing in your wetsuit keeps you warm. Uh, I guess I guess for like thirty seconds, you know, when the pee is running down your legs. <laughs> right. Uh, but in the long term. You're only you're only destroying that that really sensitive wetsuit material and the glue that's between the seams and the liquid tape that's over the seams. Uh, all of those things are designed to keep you warm for months and months and years and years. Uh, and and your urine is just going to break it down much faster and, and cause it to uh, atrophy. Right, and gets and gets super stinky. You know. Oh I yeah. Did, I not do, to mention. I mean, it happens. Like you're gonna have a session where you forgot to pee before you put your suit on, and you're out there, and you're not gonna run in and strip your wetsuit halfway down and have a pee. <laughs> but um, like it's just, and especially like the new school wetsuits, sometimes they don't they don't really let it out. So all of a sudden, it's, you're just like floating in it, super <laughs> nasty. Uh. Um, so yeah, if ideally you get that done before you, before you get in the water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like you said about the stink, man, we all have that friend who you just dread going surfing with because they, you know when they throw their wetsuit in the car, it's just going to be a stinky ride. Uh, so, so spare your friends and yourself. Yeah, definitely. Rinse your suit and don't pee in it. Um, all right, so let's move on to how you store your wetsuit, which is, I guess, pretty straightforward. It's kind of like how you let it dry, just, you know, hanging over the waist, halfway folded over. Um, out of the sun. Out of the sun, yeah. 
uh, not in a big heap in the back of your truck, right. not still wet from your last session. Um, but yeah, on the hanger in a nice, cool, dry place. Um, straightforward. Super thorough rinse, you know, like just blast it with the hose, you know, if it's that kind of furry material, lay it out on the ground and like really blast it, you know, and try to get, try to get all that pee out of it and all this, all this, all, you know, all the sweat and whatever it is, you know, you just, you just want to get it out. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, all right. So repairing wetsuits. So, I mean, I've done this quite a few times because as a kid growing up, I mean, so I live in New York. We, all we do is wear wetsuits, especially me skinny britches i get cold in the summer so i i've had a wetsuit on my body since i was a grom and uh but i couldn't always afford a new one so i i had to get a little tube of aqua seal or something and uh and it actually works it can be a pretty cool little trick if the hole's not too big uh just make sure that two things that i've learned both the hard way um one is that after you make your repair and you dab your your hole or whatever it is that you're fixing with some of that aqua seal or whatever wetsuit sealer that you lay a piece of wax paper over that repair and like smush it down so it doesn't dry into a peak, uh, which will poke you, <laughs> um, making your wetsuit even worse than being a cold and holy wetsuit. <laughs> and then also, yeah, super uncomfortable. And then also, you had said in the last episode that I didn't mention. Last episode being take one of this episode. <laughs> um, to back the hole, like so sometimes if you have a really bad hole and it actually is going through the wetsuit to the inside, back up the hole with some wax paper too so it doesn't drip through and then adhere to the other side of the inside of the wetsuit or, or just form a peak, you know, inside your wetsuit. Um, right. So you have a nice like sandwich of two pieces of wax, wax paper with aqua seal between making a nice flush uh, repair. Yeah, and that seems like the best way to, to really like push that aqua seal into the seams and and all around that that area that's a that's an issue yeah yeah but it does work it's pretty cool and i actually keep aqua seal on me it's not like a it can't do it like a quick fix you gotta like make sure the suit is clean and then make sure it's dry and then it takes like 24 hours to cure so it's not something you're going to be doing in the parking lot but i mean you know you're strapped for cash or or you have a brand new wetsuit and it just has this one tiny little hole in it you can uh, do a pretty good job to keep it going for a while longer with the uh, aqua seal absolutely um okay so now here's one of the big things um that really destroys a wetsuit and it's basically how you put on and take off your wetsuit and uh because we hadn't planned for this in our first take of this episode we got carried away talking about it for a while but it really is a big one and it's so important and uh let's let's dig back into this one yeah. uh, go ahead of Yes. So, I mean, that's just where, where that's like the time where you can really stretch out your wetsuit in places that you don't want it to be stretched out. Like the cuffs of your wrists and your ankles, you want those to stay nice and tight. So water's not rushing in there. So just like not opening it up to, you know, super wide and ripping them off your hands. And then same thing with your, with your ankles and just like, just taking the time. I know a lot of the time, you know, you're cold and the last thing you want to do is be in that wetsuit, but just like, you know, it, and, and new wetsuits, it can be, you know, they're really tight. It's, it's hard to get off. Like one thing I know that our client, I mean, uh, Lubna wrote in about 
but she said, you know, she said she was either having difficulty taking the wetsuit off, especially a front zip. One one thing that sometimes happens to me, like I don't open it up all the way, like there's oh, still yeah, maybe a like point. a little inch of the zipper still, and then when you when you try to get out of it, you feel it like you feel it let go, and it almost feels like you just ripped the suit. What we're trying to get at is just like try not to to really stretch and extend and put a bunch of a bunch of pressure um, on on the seams and the zippers of your suit because that's that's going to be the you know the deterioration and the the downfall of of your nice new suit. Um, yeah, totally. And then just yeah. like not like not like standing on it and then just like ripping ripping one leg up and and trying to like pull it off all at one 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 fell swoop especially these new suits that we're talking about they're really tight and they just they're not like old suits that just came off super, you know a lot easier yeah they're yeah, super tight and they they're like molded to your body so like it doesn't let air in there for you to really just pull it out quickly so you got to mm -hmm. kind of just slowly peel the thing off you and especially down there, you know, towards your ankles where the, those things aren't just going to slide out. You just got to work it all the way down and then slowly pull them off and get your fingers underneath the underneath the suit and, and get in over the, the heel of your foot and then slide your foot out. Yep. Yeah, work it down. It's like a snake shedding its skin. It's a process, you know, it takes right. time. You got to slowly and surely get it off if you really care about making your suit last. And I hope this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. Take your booties and gloves off before you try to take your wetsuit off. <laughs> right, that's a great way to really stretch out the cuffs of your suit is by trying to pull them over your, your wetsuit, your booties and your gloves. And yeah. Same, yeah, I mean, that that's will go right into the booties and the gloves because that's part of your equipment and especially where you you guys are at, where coach is at right now. It's like you got to you got to do your best to keep those as watertight as possible and and not ripping them off and and don't step on the toes and rip your foot out. Right. There's there's like those those heavy duty straps on the on the back of your on the back of your heel that's what they were made for to put them on and to help pull them off and a lot of times you just got to get your two fingers in there uh by your by your heel and and work them off your foot yeah yeah uh one one little good tip for that for using that little loop on the back rather than just grabbing that thing and yanking it you like when you're putting your booties on fold the top of the boot over all of your fingers with one of your finger inside of that loop so you really spread out the pressure across the boot. Okay. You use the loop and you also use the top and then by folding down the top of the boot, you really, that's, that's just the best way to get your foot in the booty. Yeah. Um, and then one, one trick we forgot to mention, my favorite kook trick in the book is the plastic bag trick. I, I think I made fun of this trick for years like an idiot <laughs> until I realized how well it worked. Yeah. Um, but it's just a great way to keep your wetsuit in, in good form rather than, you know, there's just a lot of friction from your skin against the wetsuit. And when you use a nice heavy-duty plastic bag, um, it doesn't break down while you're putting your foot through, and it, it just slides. It's like a nice, like, membrane around your foot to get it down in one leg, pull the plastic bag off of that foot, put it on the other foot, get that foot all the way through and down, and then you can even do it on your hands too. 
Yeah, um, it speeds up the process for sure. And it speeds up the process and puts the least amount of strain on your suit. It's a win-win. Yeah. You can even use it to get into your into your you know, into your pants, into your sweatpants, you know, with wet sandy feet can be such a frustrating thing and if you got like your little plastic bag trick, you just slide right in and and everybody else is still frustrated and and struggling with getting their clothes on. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Um, you know, especially when you're cold and you're trying to get your pants on, the last thing you want is your foot getting stuck in the, the shin area of your pants. Uh, just get your pants on nice and quick with uh, the plastic bag trick. Make that a part of your, your gear bag, plastic bag. And then also, uh, you know, you reuse plastic bags instead of throwing them out. That's a good thing. Yeah, find that, that good heavy-duty plastic bag. And, like, I've been for, for a while now, like, cutting off the handles because sometimes like if you use a bag that's really big it'll end up getting like pushed up into your your calf area and your lower leg area and then you might have to you know pull your wetsuit way up and stretch it out uh, to get it out of there uh, so best best if you find like that bag that fits your foot pretty good and you can even cut off the handle so you don't have to worry about that yeah yeah I got I got a couple of my own custom plastic bags oh yeah <laughs> all right uh, that's all on my end what about you I think that is it all right sounds good take two of taking care of your gear boards and wetsuits that's all it is and you gotta just take good care of it and that's all you got when you're out there so you might as well do it <laughs> so uh, hey guys if you're not subscribed to the Coopcast, you are kooking it Get on iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify, all these epic places that we're hosting this thing, and subscribe to your favorite one. And then while you're there, you can leave us a review. But uh, yeah, every little bit helps, and we appreciate it. And uh, that's it. Signing off. You. Th thanks for tuning in, folks. Chat soon. You.